0: You know this is one of the highlights for any preacher, right? To preach on Easter Sunday morning. Are you kidding me? Does it get any better than this? Wow. I am so excited. Uh, It was a blessing to actually feel, see, and experience the sunrise this morning. Uh, I pray that the first thing you thought about when you woke up today, was you thought about your Lord that loves you so much? that he woke you up to a brand new day. Today, I'm going to share with you some evidence that will affect your life today and affect your life after you die. It's about an event that went down about 2,000 years ago, and it seems that the self-proclaimed Son of God, Jesus Christ, has been brutally killed. The Bible tells us that after being falsely accused as an evildoer, Jesus is nailed to a cross, hung there until he was dead, and then he was buried in a borrowed grave. As awful as that is, there is good news there. And that news is twofold. One, It's good news because Jesus died to pay for your sins and mine. Secondly, it's good news because three days later, he rose from the grave. But why is it such a big deal that Jesus rose from the grave? I understand that it's good news that if I believe Jesus paid the price for my sins, I don't have to pay, right? That's good news. But what's the big deal about Easter? What's the big deal? Why do we celebrate the day that Jesus rose from the grave? Well, today we're going to look at the answers to two questions. Number one, why, or excuse me, number one, what does Christ's resurrection mean to you? And two, why? Should Christ's resurrection matter to you? If you would turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. That's on page 1022 in the Bibles in front of you if you want to use those. But I'd love for you to see this for yourself. We don't like just for you to take my word for it. I want you to hear the word of God as he speaks to your heart. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15... Beginning in verse 1, Paul wrote to the Corinthian church saying, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you of the gospel. The gospel which I preach to you, which also you receive, and in also which you stand. By which also you are saved, if you hold fast to the word which I preach to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received. That Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. And that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. And that he was seen, say seen. Seen. He was seen by Cephas and then the twelve. And after that, he was seen, say seen. He was seen by over 500 brethren at one time. All of them whom the greater part remained to the present, but some have fallen asleep. After that, he was seen. Say it. He was seen by James and then by all the apostles. And then last of all, he was seen. Say it again. That's it. He was seen by me also as one born out of due time. First of all, here's what I want you to know. You need to understand that the fact that Jesus rose from the grave was a historical fact. The whole city of Jerusalem knew about it. In fact, the whole Roman Empire had heard about it. It was a big deal. It was a big deal, and many people saw him after he died on the cross. But what does Christ's resurrection mean to you? Well, it means three things it means that Jesus is the person that he claimed to be. It means that Jesus has the power that he claimed to have and it means that Jesus keeps the promises that he made. Let's take a look at those. The resurrection means that Jesus is the person he claimed to be. In John chapter 11, verse 25, Lazarus, Jesus' friend, has died and Jesus has come to comfort His sister, Martha. And he tells Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. Man, I don't know about y'all, but Jesus made some pretty outrageous claims when he was here on earth. I mean, he said stuff like, I'm God. Jesus said stuff like, I'm perfect. He said things like, I'm the only way to heaven. He said stuff like, I'm the savior of the world. And there are a lot of people who try to pigeonhole Jesus by saying, man, he sure was a good teacher. But a good teacher would never say stuff like that. I mean, You might look at me and say, you know, Bill teaches some good moral truths. And Brother Bill's a pretty good teacher. But if I started calling myself God, you'd think I was a nut. I see y'all already shaking your head. I already do, right? (laughs) One day, Jesus goes to the temple. And the people had turned God's house and the courtyards that surrounded it into what was basically a flea market. And so he kicked them all out. And they said, Who do you think you are? And he said, I'm God. And they said, Prove it. He said, All right. When you kill me, three days after that, I'm going to come back to life again. You see, he claimed to be God. And his resurrection, his resurrection backs up who he claimed to be. But his resurrection also means that Jesus has the power he claimed to have. Jesus said, all power on earth and in heaven has been given to me. Friends, that means that Jesus is God. He can do anything that God can do. Can I tell you that in John ten eighteen, Jesus said, Nobody takes my life from me. I have the power to lay it down. I have the power to take it up again. Can I tell you this morning that there is no force in this universe that would have kept Jesus in that grave? The humans killed him, the Romans put him in a tomb. They rolled a big old stone in front of it. They put a Roman seal over it and posted a 24-hour 24 guard, 24 guard in front of it. And Jesus said, You ain't stopping me. I can give my life away and I can take it up again. Would you agree, friend, that there is no greater power in the universe that we know of Then power over death, that's the greatest power of all. And Jesus said, because I'm God, I have power over the grave. And listen, that's a really big deal. Because Jesus was also saying, I can deliver you from the grave too. So Jesus is the person he claimed to be. Jesus has the power he claimed to have. But furthermore, the resurrection also means that Jesus did what he promised he'd do. In Mark 10, 34, he said, they're gonna mock me, they're gonna whip me, they're gonna kill me, but after three days, I'm coming back to life. You see, the cross was no surprise to Jesus. Jesus knew that the cross was was all part of God's plan. But it sure did take a lot of other people by surprise that weekend. Think about it. How would you feel if you were one of the guys who put Jesus to death? You nail him to a cross. You publicly execute him in front of thousands of people. Everybody sees him die. And then you bury him And you put a stone over the grave, you seal the grave, and you post a 24-hour guard in front of it. And then three days later, he's up walking around town. Jesus did what he promised he'd do. And because Jesus did rise, he's the person he said he was. Because he did rise, he has the power he said he had. And because he did rise, he keeps the promises that he made. Okay, Bill, okay, I get it. He's the person. He has the power. He keeps his promises. So what? What's the big deal about Easter? Why should Christ's resurrection matter to you? Well, Easter's a big deal for three reasons. Because Jesus is who he claimed to be, because he had the power he claimed to have, and he keeps the promises that he made, that means that I can be forgiven of all my past sins. For me, that's a big deal. Have you ever been halfway through a project and with which you could just scrap the whole thing and start over again? Guilty, man. I'm telling you. Well, that's how a lot of people feel about their life. I know that I have done some things that I wish I'd never done. I've said some things that I wish I'd never said. And I've thought some things that I wish I'd never thought. We all have burdens. We all have regrets. We all feel bad. We all have guilt over things we've done. But there are some people that can't get on with the present because they're stuck in the past. Here's something that's a real big deal. Are you ready for this? Let me rephrase that. Here's something that's a real big deal. Are you ready for this? Say, I'm ready. God has a pardon program. (laughs) How about that? God has a pardon program. God's son died for our sins. His son paid for my guilt. And that means... I don't have to pay for it. Praise God. That means he wants to forgive my past. He wants to cancel out my sin debt, that debt I alone owe. He wants to cancel and wipe it out. I mean, how long do you remember a bill after you've paid it? I don't know about you, but once I pay that joker, man, I don't remember it no more. Amen? Once I pay it, I forget it. (laughs) Some of us got a lot of bills, amen? (laughs) Praise the Lord. Once I pay it, I forget it. But the point is this. Once God has forgiven it, we can forget it. Because it's under the blood. Of Jesus Christ. There is no condemnation to those who belong to Christ Jesus. So, friend, what does that mean for you? That means you can walk out of this building this morning. You can walk out of here knowing that every single thing you've ever done wrong to this point can be completely forgiven. Completely forgiven. Now, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. You see, Jesus Christ didn't come to earth to rub it in. He came to rub it out. He didn't come to condemn the world. He came to save the world. And he says, I want to change you. I want to help you. I want to give you a new beginning. I want to wipe your slate clean. I want to give you a fresh start. So the resurrection's a big deal. It's a big deal because my past sins can be forgiven. But his resurrection also matters to me because it means I can cope with my present problems. You see, so much of life, it just seems out of control. But you'll never get control thinking that you're going to figure it all out. You won't. we got to realize that we can't manage all that life is going to throw at us. It's too big. It's too much. But guess what? God can. (laughs) Right? I can't handle my problems, but God can, and that's a big deal. A big deal. Perhaps the number one complaint. That people in this world have today. Is they feel my life is out of control. I feel powerless to change my situation. I feel powerless to break a bad habit. I feel powerless to save a relationship. I feel powerless to get out of debt. I feel powerless to manage my time and my schedule. Friend, what you need is a power greater than yourself because you are powerless. You were never meant to live this life in your own power. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 19, the Bible says how incredibly great is his power. His power to help those who believe in him. It's the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead. He's got the power to help you manage all your problems. See, you don't know what the future holds, do you? Everybody, shake your head like this. You don't know what the future holds. I don't know what's going to happen next year, next month, or next week. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And neither do you. But guess what? It don't matter. It don't matter. It may be out of my control, but it's not out of God's control. Praise the Lord for that. So why is the resurrection a big deal? Well, it matters because, yes, my past sins can be forgiven. But also, my present can be managed with his power. Finally, this morning, his resurrection matters. His resurrection is a big deal because I can be secure in my future. You may not realize this this morning, but every one of us here today, every one of us have a similar problem. Death. I'm going to die someday. And so are you. And only a fool would go through life unprepared for what they know good and well is coming. And the fact is this, we're going to live on the other side of eternity Far longer than we ever did on this side. So what's going to happen when I die? Well, here's something that's a a real big deal. And this is very important, friend, because one day you're going to stand before God. And one day... You're going to need to know the right answers. The first thing you're going to need to know is that heaven is a perfect place. Total love, total peace, total joy, absolute perfection. No sin, no mistakes, no evil, no errors, Perfect in every single way. And the second thing the Bible says we need to know is that in order for you to go there, you're going to have to be perfect too. God doesn't want your sin contaminating, corrupting, or cluttering up his perfect heaven. And you may say, well, Brother Bill, I guess that leaves me out. Well, yeah, it leaves me out too. We've all messed up. And we've all sinned and come against God's commands. So if everybody's guilty of sin, what hope do we have? Well, the Bible gives us a fact that's a real big deal. And first is the bad news. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. That means that those who are sinners, well... Spend an eternity separated from God in a very literal place called hell. But hold on. (laughs) Here comes the bigger news. Jesus gives us hope. Here it comes. Jesus reverses the death process. And that's a real big deal. The moment that you trust Christ As your Lord and Savior, your spirit becomes alive in him. And ultimately so will your body. So for the Christian, physical death is not the end. Physical death is only a doorway to life with God in heaven. That's a big deal. John 17, 3, Jesus says this is the way to have eternal life by knowing the only true God and Jesus Christ whom he sent. You see, a Christian is not somebody who believes in a certain religion. A Christian is someone who has this intimate, vibrant relationship with God through Jesus Christ. So, would you like to have everything you've ever done wrong or will do wrong, absolutely forgiven? Would you like to acquire this new power that will help you manage the problems of your present? Would you like to have some hope that your future is secure in heaven? If your answer is yes, Then listen carefully. Easter is a real big deal for you. A real big deal for you because Jesus has already paid the price. He's already paid it. We just have to trust it. Friend, are you willing today to trust in the gift of God, Jesus Christ? If so, you can pray something kind of like this. Jesus, I'm not sure if I'm saved or not. And so I'm asking you. I'm asking you to save me today. I'm putting my total trust in you and I want to follow you for the rest of my life. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for me. Friend, that prayer in and of itself, that prayer of faith is enough to get you started. Jesus has provided us with hope. And can I tell you that we didn't know if you were gonna be here today, but there have been a great number of people in this church family that have been praying for you. They've been praying that you might trust Christ today with your eternity. So, if you're looking for change, a little change that'll make your life better, if you're seeking a little bit of hope about your future, friend, I want to tell you today, God offers it to you as a gift for the taking. Will you receive his gift today? And whatever you do, whatever you do today, and I know you probably got some great plans for this afternoon, but before you leave this room, whatever you do, if you're lost, don't leave here until you're saved. Don't leave here empty. Leave here full of Christ and full of hope. And Christian, listen up. Don't leave here the same way you came in. Leave here closer to God. Let's pray. Father God, we commit this decision time to you. And Lord, we're fully aware that in a room this size, filled with this many people, inevitably there are those that do not know you. They do not have a relationship with you that comes through Christ. So, Lord, we pray today that you will speak to them as only you can. And that, Lord, you would encourage them and give them the courage to take that one step of faith, to step out, to step forward. And Lord, just allow me to share your word with them about how their future can be secure. Lord, if there's any other prayer burden, Lord, this altar is open because this is the throne of grace where we can come in our time of need. So Lord, whatever decision needs to be made today, Lord, could there be a better day than the day that we celebrate the resurrection of Christ that means so much and matters so much to every